Discover your next favorite workout at mindbody.io slash Denver. It's easy, it's priced the way you need, and it's commitment-free. Find your spot with MindBody. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to another epic edition of The Jerry Jones Show, hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. Hey everybody, Jerry Jones here, and with me uh, on today's special edition of Dentistry Confidential, which is, um, you may be watching it, you might be listening to it, more likely you're listening to it than watching it, but uh, here I am with my good friend, Dr. David Phelps, and David, you're down in Dallas, am I correct? I am down in Dallas, Jerry, good to see you today, sir, it's uh, fun to be here. It's, it's good to be seen, like I said earlier, um, a lot of folks aren't waking up today, but you and I, here we are, <laughs> and we get to torture each other, and anybody else that comes in contact with us, so... Um, that's it. That's it. Well, this is cool. I mean, uh, look, David and I go back, I don't know, five, six years, seven years. I don't know how long it's been. Um, and, uh, we kind of crossed paths, uh, when David, uh, not long after David had sold his practice. Well, I think it probably been a couple years after you had sold your practice and you had created a, a brand new, um, something. Well, what you did is you identified what was missing in dentistry. And you said, that's a niche I can fill, and I know exactly how it works. I know what to do, how to do it. And, um, and you launched um, a great business right within dentistry. And it's really all about um, giving a dentist who is getting towards that point in their career when they need a plan B. Uh, they need an exit strategy. And not just, oh, I'm going to sell my practice. Because I got news for you, folks. I mean, if you think you're going to sell your practice and make a whole bunch of money, just take 70% of your collections the last three years. That's a ballpark of what you're going to get. And let's say if you got a million dollars in collections the last three years, on average, you're going to get 700 grand. I don't know about you, David, but I could burn through 700 grand pretty damn quick. Um, probably, I mean, if I was conservative, I'd burn through it at my current burn rate, probably in about a year and a half, two years. I mean, I don't, I, I like spending money. <laughs> I don't live high on the hog, but I've got places to put 700 grand and it's gone. I mean, it's sure. gone. Um, not to mention, I mean, there's all kinds of crap that can happen to us. Um, one bad, uh, one bad scare of cancer and that 700 grand can disappear. I mean, you name it. I mean, 700,000 bucks is nothing. It just isn't going to sustain you in your retirement. So David came up with this brilliant plan. Um, and, uh, I love it. I've participated in some of his, his events. I've spoken at him, really enjoyed them. I've referred, uh, some of my own clients, uh, to David's company, um, so David, I'd love if you could tell a little bit about, um, this business that you've created a couple, several years ago now, kind of what's happened to it. And then, um, and then how, what it was that made you decide, Hey, I, I can't rely on a dental income. I need, I need a second source of income, um, to sustain me and sustain my family. Um, and you had a unique situation where you were more or less forced to stop practicing, not for health reasons, not your own health reasons anyway, but for your daughter, Jenna's. And um, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I admire the hell out of you for, for what you did and, um, and, and making that sacrifice. So, man, I'm going to just kind of turn it over to you and, and let's get your story out. And, and then we can kind of talk about some of the finer points of, of your company. 
Yeah, well, awesome, Jerry. Well, you, you teed up a big one here, buddy. So if you, if you need me to stop and take a breath sometimes, just just, just wave, the, wave, the, wave the yellow flag and I'll do so. But, All right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know I, I, I'm just, I'm like, I'm like every other practitioner out there, private practice, uh, you know, was working hard. Uh, you know, going to CE, trying to be the best dentist I could be. That's what we all aspire. None of us want to be average. So we're always working harder to, to be better and run a better practice and dealing with all the constraints of running a business. And we were just talking about, you know, dealing with all the, all the women and the patients on the schedule. I mean, tons of stuff going on, right? But it does provide a pretty darn sound living for most of us uh, in practice, even with the constraints and the issues we have in practice today. We know what those are. We're not going to go down that road at, at the moment. Uh, that being said, what we know, Jerry, and everybody listening here, is that uh, despite the fact that one can make a pretty darn good living in dentistry, you know, where is the exit? How is that transition going to look? Uh, most people don't think about that until they get you know, towards, towards that end, whatever that is for them. Some maybe want to try to get out in their early 50s, but more times than not today, uh, the best laid plans don't work out. And here's the big reason why, is that most of the financial education or the financial investment advice given today is... Is, is really what I call meant for the masses, meant for the majorities, majority of people. It's Wall Street. And again, I'm not kicking Wall Street in the face. I'm not even kicking the people who, who advocate for Wall Street, financial planners and managers and CPAs and people like that that you know, have the expertise there. Uh, you know, can one you know, put some money in, in, in paper investments and do okay? Yeah. Uh, personally, my bias is, is towards what I love, and that's capital assets. Outside of a real business and a real practice, if one has one, the best capital asset I know of, Jerry, is real estate. And I think most people intellectually think about real estate and they've heard the stories or, you know, they've read about people in biographies and go, yeah, real estate makes sense. But, you know, how do I get involved in that? You know, it sounds like you got to go buy a rental house. And there's a lot of these guru companies that run around the country, especially in the marketplace today. And they're selling from the stage. Yeah, buy these turnkey properties and we'll make you rich. And yeah, that is a load of BS right there. I'll be very, very frank. Uh, it's just because the market dynamics are there. But done the right way, done the right way, and that's the key, real estate is, is, is an excellent platform for building what I call plan B equity wealth, which is convertible to cash flow. And why is that important for us as practitioners? Well, what I just said, for most people, the practice is a primary income producer, revenue producer. It's based on transactions. We do transactions. Patient comes in, we provide service, we get paid. Got to show up the next day, do it again. Nothing wrong with that. But at some point in life, we'd like to either slow down and maybe not have to show up every day or maybe have an opportunity to, to, to get away. How do you do that? You've got to learn how to take discretionary cash and invest it in something that will provide you sustainable, predictable cash flow. And for me, Jerry, I'm just saying the stock market can go up, but it also can come down. To me, that's not predictable. That's a roller coaster. And you can maybe get by with playing in that arena when you're active with income because you can make up for losses. How many people went through the... Uh, the dot-com back in 2000, bam, you know, lost a ton of money. 2008, bam, okay, you're starting over again now. The market's back up again. Everybody's going, wow, look, it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome right now. Wait till the next one, bam. How many 10-year periods of, of recycling do we have to start over again? You run out after a while, Jerry. We don't have decades to give away and go, well, I'm back to even again. I'm back to even. Some point, you got to go, well, really, you know, what, what do I have here? So, yeah, you take whatever you've, you've saved, you put together where you have that put, you, you sell your practice and take your 700 uh, net. Uh, actually, that's not net. We got to pay some tax on that as well, Jerry. So we're probably down to 500 grand, right? So whatever you, that plus whatever you've got. And now you say, okay, this is what I've got. I'm, I'm stopping active income. I have to be responsible now for the rest of my life, my, my, my family, my wife, 
and make this money work. Do I really know how to do that? I don't think I do. So people, are, dentists are scared to death. Even if they're doing well in practice today and they've got a good practice, they're scared to death because they don't know how to predictably or orchestrate cash flow in, in, in equity capital assets. That's what I realized was missing in our environment. It's not because I saw, saw it with, with glimmering lights, Jerry. Yeah, it's part of my story. I got started in real estate back when I was in dental school. Um, not by accident. I mean, I, like you and like many people listening to this, this podcast today, I'm a seeker. I'm always seeking you know, to be better and learn better things, uh, even outside my primary area of focus, which was, was, was getting in dental school, right? But I, with my dad's help, I buy a property. We, 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 we fix it up uh, and I rent it out. I learn how to manage. Three years later, we sell it for a, a capital gain profit of about 50 grand. We split it 50-50. That's a joint venture, basic joint venture. I got 25 grand in my hands now, uh, leaving, leaving dental school. Also, by the way, I, 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 I waited tables during that time and I made good money in tips, but when I evaluated the time I spent trading time for dollars, and those were pretty good dollars. I, I worked at a good restaurant versus the 25 grand that I had is in capital gain profits after just managing a property, which once I had a tenant in there, I didn't really do much at all, Jerry. It was just, you know, very little. The difference was, was astounding. And I thought, okay, I'm going to be a dentist. Yeah, absolutely, because I got to go earn some money. But this thing about real estate and how capital asset really works, I thought I was intrigued and I never let go of that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, you mentioned something about teeing you up um, and, and you teed up another great subject. And while you may not be willing to bash wall street, I'll sure as hell bash them. Um, <laughs> it's a rig system. And, and um, look, I, I, uh, I've, I've been a real estate investor for years. Um, I've spent probably the last five years more focused on a different part of real estate, but it's nonetheless, it's, it's investing like you. I, I love private money loans. I've got a, a couple of, um, uh, um, we call them rehabbers. That's what you call them. Guys that are buying homes cheap. They're getting into them at a very, at a very low, uh, low price compared to what they're worth after repairs. They're getting into those homes and they can, they're, they're buying, they're paying with cash and they're coming to me for rehab loans or they're coming for me for funds to purchase the properties. I love those, man, David, I'm making like 15 to 18% a year in my IRA and my Roth IRA, uh, which means when I pull that money out, it's tax-free. Anyway, there's so many cool things in real estate to do. It isn't just the purchase of the home. There's notes, there's tax liens, there's just all sorts of wonderful opportunities. So your, your plan B, um, your Freedom Founders, this is the, the name of your business is Freedom Founders. Um, you, you don't just cover you know, when you're training doctors and you, you have one of your events, you're not just talking about single family residential homes. I know that's one of your favorites, by the way, but that's not all you do. I mean, you're doing other things as well, right? So when I look at, you know, like today I heard on Fox News, and of course, I mean, we've been through a news cycle like you and I haven't seen in some time. Um, I mean, you know, three hurricanes, the destruction of, a, of an island, uh, you know, uh, one of our territories. Um, I mean, a good friend of mine, someone you know as well, um, had to get evacuated off the island, private plane flight, $44,000, just to get him and his family off the island safely because he was, he feared for his life. There was looting taking place. I mean, and he lived in a wealthy area and where do the looters go? They go I mean, so I look at, you know, all these things that have been going on. And then I hear on the news today, 24% is where our stock market, our stock market is up 24% since the first of the year. You know, when I hear that, I'm thinking, baby, here comes the 24% down. I mean, it's just, 
it's like clockwork. And so for someone who does not professionally engage in Wall Street investing, um, you know, they don't have a, a private equity firm that they're dealing with because they've got, you know, five, 10 million bucks that they're playing with. Uh, for the small guys like you and, you know, you and I, small guys, I mean, we're not blowing, you know, hundreds of millions in the, in, in, in stock, on the stock market. You know, 24%, I mean, it sounds sexy as hell, but when you look at the risk and you compare and contrast that with what, you know, I'm making and what you're making, you know, in passive investments or in investments that are secured by real estate, yeah, real estate values can drop, but, but there's all sorts of other cool things about that. Um, so anyway, I know we don't have time to get in all these things, but I guess really this, this, the whole point of this podcast is to shake up the heads of doctors who think that the only way they're ever going to survive retirement is, you know, selling their practice or working as an associate in, in that practice until they're 95 or they die with a drill in their hand like so many doctors that you and I both know. I've lost three members in the last three years, you know, drill in hand, dead, you know, 60, 65, and one guy was 75. So it, you don't want to go like that. And, and you also want to have a, a retirement that's comfortable, not where you're pinching pennies. So um, what's your advice to a dentist who's, um, let's do this in three parts, age 30, age 40, and age 50. What's your advice to those doctors, those dentists that are age 30, age 40, age 50, about your message? What, what would you want to say to them? Well, I can kind of speak to all three, and then we can get more specific on, on, on the different uh, demographics you laid out. But I would say, you know, the, the, the biggest problem with our mindset, Jerry, I say our, you know, coming out of school, being highly proficient and educated, and, and being able to trade time for pretty good dollars, is that that's where we go. Uh, and to me today, what I, what I try to speak to to the younger people, the 30-year-olds, is as quickly as you can, uh, start looking at ways that you can transition from trading time for dollars. Doesn't mean you have to give up dentistry. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, if, if, but, but when you start to turn transition where you've got the option of how much you're working and practicing, and when you have options in life, that means maybe you don't have to deal with the insurance companies anymore. Maybe you can just see certain certain segment of patients uh, rather than having to take what, take 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 everybody who comes in the door. That kind of thing. When when you can transition now, how do you do that? Well, number one, you got to keep your lifestyle uh, un, under wraps. Way too many young people are coming out of school today, and I get it. I mean, you've been in school, you've been slogging it out, you know, in college and then in dental school, and you got debt. And if you got married, you know, your wife's finally looking at you like, okay, do we finally start to get live a little bit? And you you, and you feel it yourself. You think, okay. And, and everybody comes with the money and go, yeah, you, you, you know, here's the loans, doctor. You deserve it. You have it. Very quickly, boom. So, so there goes the lifestyle. And all of a sudden, everything you do now is, tr is really treading water. You, you can do it, but you're treading water. And you're, you're feeling pretty good because you're looking around and go, yeah, I got the cars. Yeah, I got the house. I got, maybe I got the boat. Things are looking down at the country club, whatever. You know, I, I'm not against living a good life, Jerry. But, but going that fast, that route, that, that's like a ball and chain. And to, to loosen that ball and chain at that point is extremely difficult. So, you know, I'm not saying that I'm a, like a big Dave Ramsey advocate because he's good on some things, but, but not others, but certainly keeping lifestyle under wraps and not getting involved in, in consumption debt. Now, I'm a big believer of the right kind of debt and leverage in capital assets or building a practice or putting in something that you couldn't save all the money for in 30 years. You can never get ahead. But, but keeping the lifestyle down, uh, I think it comes back, goes back to Jerry, Jerry to – to one of the key things we can do in life and get maybe too late. The horse may be out of the barn for a lot of people. It was for me, but choosing the right partner in life. I'm talking about the marriage partner. Yeah. Um, 
That's a, that, Jerry, that's a huge one. And, and of course, no one ever talks about that. They just think, well, it's, it is what it is. Well, it is what it is if you're not intentional about it. Uh, the older we are in life, the more, the more wisdom we have. But that's one of the key things I see is, is that battle between, and I'm not saying one or the other, it could be the, the female or the male could be the ones that are more financially astute and disciplined. It can be either one, but, but you've got to get together on this and say, look, here's the plan. And if we do this and this, if we sacrifice, I don't mean living groveling like a student again, but if we sacrifice for like five years, and you know, it doesn't mean you can't eat out and stuff, but if we really get a plan here, and number one, you've got to optimize your practice. Don't get me wrong. I'm not hanging real estate out here as some carrot to run to, and you can, you can forego your practice. The two pillars are, yes, you've got to optimize the engine that's it's your practice. You've got to make that puppy hum and, mm -hmm. and put everything there first. My, my plan, getting the capital assets in real estate, is a plan B. It's, it's a bolt-on to, Jerry, to what you help people do, and that's maximize the practice. So don't get that wrong. I'm not selling some, some pipe dream out here that says you can forego the practice. Don't, but what you've got to do is you've got to be able to you know, orchestrate your, your, your cash flow and put it in assets that you understand that are predictable, and that's what real estate does. You can mitigate the risk of the cycles. Uh, we, we don't have time to get into all that, but, but you asked me specific questions, 30, 40, and 50 years old. I kind of gave you a 30 early, Mary Wright, keep the lifestyle in the wraps. Okay, 40 and 50 years old. Well, it depends on where they are, but obviously, you know, the closer you're getting to that point where, where physically or mentally or both, you're starting to burn out because you're just on that treadmill. You know, like right now, today's the time to start thinking about these things. You know, where are you with your debt load? Where are you with your practice? I mean, look at the things you can control. Again, we're not, I'm not going to have people run to real estate because it's going to save you. No, you've got to get some things, you know, lined up correctly first and then make prudent investments in real estate. Once you understand what it looks like, you know how to mitigate risk. You know what asset classes work. Um, there's ways to do this. I've been doing this for 37 going 38 years. I've been through the cycles. And the real estate that I do, Jerry, it's boring. It's boring real estate. But like you, I'm, I, don't, I don't deal with the moving parts. I connect with the right people. You, are, you already alluded to that. You know, you're not out there rehabbing houses. What you've done is you've found through your network, through your diligence of finding people in the marketplace who are really good at what they do. And part of being good at what you do in real estate is you have connections because you know how to market. Aha, market, here it comes again. Learn how to market, lead generate, a lot of times through direct mail and also offline. But these, these guys we're talking about that, that rehab really well in different marketplaces around the country are really rock solid. But what do they need? They need capital. They don't have time to go to the bank and, and wait for the bank to make underwriting decisions and go through committees and, and they've got to make, make decisions now. There's so much profit for these guys because they can buy well, they know how to rehab well, and you and I can come in and lend money. That's, that's one of the first places I tell people who want to get involved, involved in real estate, Jerry, is just learn how to lend some money. You don't have all the moving parts of, of ownership. Now, later on down, down the road, there's opportunities certainly to involve yourself in equity ownership, and there's some great leverage opportunities, but you know, walk before you run. Learn how to do this safely. Do some lending out of your IRA, as you said. Awesome strategies to mitigate taxes, come out tax-free. So much can be done, and yet so little is being done because you know, the financial acumen and education in this world today is, is by default, I think, um, you know, very, very mainstream, very, very Wall Street-oriented, just because that's, it's easy for people to sell Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and most people... Um, most people are looking for something where they don't have to do it. You know, they, they just want to say, here's my money, right? Make me money. Here's my money. And that's like one of the worst things you can do is just hand over all your money to give it to somebody because you know, nobody will watch your money like you, except they'll watch it disappear. Um, 
you mentioned uh, you mentioned two or three times, and I want this is an important point. I, I think um, I want to emphasize as well. This is Plan B. This is a bolt-on. What what you train and what you teach at Freedom Founders is Plan B, and it's and it, and it gets doctors in the mindset first, and then the action steps later. But the mindset first about why this is important, how to go about doing it. Um, to include here are here's you know 19 other dentists and here's what they've done all you got to do is just kind of you know follow the footsteps follow the breadcrumbs success leaves clues as they say um, but I think you know it's important to note that whether you're 30 40 or 50 um, unless you're financially prepared and you have that six million dollars in the bank to live on for the rest of your life you've got to maximize that practice that asset that you do have and can control hundred percent you've got to maximize that. So if your practice is thrown off 10 grand a month now and net after paying you 10 or 15 or 20, get it to the point where it's thrown off 100 grand a month. I mean, if you think about what kind of freedom does that give you if your business is thrown off 100 grand a month? What can you do? What can you do now that you couldn't do before? Investing becomes a fun pursuit. Working becomes something that is no longer necessary. Um, but fun. And so that's the position to get into is to build that practice and, and really maximize it. Then, you know, or, or simultaneously while you're building it, seek out someone like you that, that, that can share exactly how to safely, securely, and, and without killing yourself, get invested in, as you call, capital assets. Yeah, exactly. I, I think as, as someone starts to build a practice and starts to have more money coming off, again, it's so easy for that for them to say, hey, I'm successful now, you know, I can go, we can go spend that money because we've got the money now. Um, or I've got a financial advisor planner and he or she says, you know, just, you know, like you said, give me, give me the money and I'll take care of, here, take care of it for you. Well, when the market goes down, I mean, does, is there any liability on their, from their standpoint as to, you know, the losses you had? No. I mean, they'll, they'll just say, we do the best we can, uh, whatever their strategy is or isn't, you know, that's what, what's your, what's your, what's your, what you're betting for. You, you said it, Jerry, and I'll, I'll just reiterate, no one takes care of your stuff like, like you do. And does this take extra work, extra time? Do the people who invest and come to our, our meetings in Dallas, Freedom Founders, uh, is, that, is, that, is that easy to do? No, nothing that's, that's, that's valuable in life is easy to do. Was getting through dental school easy? No. Paying, is paying back the, the student loans easy? No. But you did it for a reason. So, so don't stop. Well, my point is don't stop when you, when you finally get to a level where you've gotten through all that. But, but, but carry on with a prudent, intentional plan that will allow you to now have that freedom. For me, Jer Jerry, it was my wake-up call. You mentioned you know, my, it wasn't my health. It was my daughter's health. And that's what really up upset the apple cart for me. It was like, wait a minute. You know, I'm, still, I'm still tied to this practice, which was a good practice. But I couldn't spend time with my daughter if I was still tied to the practice. So I made a conscious decision. You know what? I've been practicing for 20 years. I'm good. I'm good. My, my daughter's more important. Well, fortunately... I had the real estate to back me up. I could leave the practice. I sold my practice for just about the amount that you said. I had a little over a million dollar gross practice. I sold for a little over 700,000, almost the exact numbers you stated. Would that have been enough to sustain me and my family when I sold it you know, some 10 years ago? Heck no, except for the fact that I had real estate already there. It was producing cash flow, and I took that additional equity from the practice sale and put it right in what I knew best and continued to, to, to maintain predictable, predictable cash flow. Now, what happens is it just continues to build because I don't let my lifestyle exceed, you know, my, my, my revenues, my net revenues. I don't let it exceed. I'm always under that. But you can build your, you can build your revenues up to whatever lifestyle you want. Just don't, don't, don't outspend what you have coming in. That's, that's the key, almost the key to everything in life. Just don't outspend what, what you've got coming in. 
Yeah. Um, well, we're getting close to wrapping this up because this isn't an hour long deal. This is a shorter uh, program today. And um, for two reasons, I want to introduce David to my podcast listeners and, and to folks on Dentistry Confidential. And I wanted to get the word out too about uh, your event that's coming up. So in a moment, I'd like to talk, I'd like you to mention that, talk about where folks can get more information. Um, but real quick, um, a point that uh, you, you, you kind of wrapped up on this, which is living below your means. Nobody wants to live like a pauper. And, and that living below your means doesn't mean living like a pauper. It means making uh, intelligent decisions and understanding that cash flow today may not equal cash flow tomorrow. If you've got a $10,000 a month income today, tomorrow it might be $8,000. And so you better have a cushion. My youngest daughter, um, she's 18, um, will be turning 19 here in a few months. She's studying right now for a real estate brokerage exam. Um, decided college was not going to be for her, which I'm proud of her as heck for making a decision and just saying, this is what I want to do. Whether she lasts in that career five years, 20 years, I don't really care. She just said, this is what I want to do. And so she's, she's got some great training already. She's doing really well. There's a, a consistent message that I've beat into her head, and I'm going to continue to to talk to her about it. And that is, I, I told her, Madison, um, if you make a thousand dollars a month, live on five hundred. Figure out how to live on five hundred and save the other five hundred. Once you have some money in the bank and saved, we'll talk about what to do with that. But right now, I want you to focus on keeping your lifestyle at fifty percent of whatever your take-home pay is. And so she's been very diligent about putting money away already. Um, she's making really nice, uh, really good money, even as a trainee. Um, but, you know, it's that idea that don't live on 100% of your income, live on half. And if you're at 60%, fine. But, you know, half is a very nice number to be. 10 grand a month, live on five. Bank the other five. You never know when you're going to need it. So, exactly. David, thank you for joining me. Um, where, where can folks find out about Freedom Founders and your next event that's coming up in November? Well, they can certainly go to the, the website, which is freedomfounders.com, and more information there. Uh, you know, I'll, 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 be, I'll be frank, you know, with, with the Mastermind events, it's, it's, not, it's not open. It's by, it's by invitation. It's by application. We don't expect everybody to be, to be wanting to come to an event. It's, it's a big commitment. Uh, but we do like to educate. And so there's lots of opportunities for people to, to follow us on, on our podcast. Uh, follow, you know, I, I put out newsletters and blogs. And information, you know, at the right time for someone that's really interested, I would suggest, yeah, go to the website and there's an application process you can go through. But for, for everybody else who just wants some information, I love to help people on whatever basis I can. I can't help everybody one-to-one -one, just like you can't, but you know what? The more we spread the word and help people just get the right mindset, I, you know, if I can do that, um, I'm glad to do so. So I, I appreciate the opportunity to get the message out, Jerry. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been a huge fan of yours. will always be a fan of yours. Uh, we, we, we need more people like you that are true capitalists uh, who come with a mindset that, that really knows how to, how to generate, you know, business revenue through marketing. And as I said, that's, that's plan A. And I, and I, and I don't teach plan A. I understand plan A. I appreciate plan A. I had to do plan A. Uh, but there's great people like you uh, who, who know how to do that. And that's why I like you being a part of our strategic alliance that we bring all this and put it all together in a, in a package that's authentic and makes sense for the people who really want a definitive plan. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So head on over to Freedom Founders, get on David's mailing list, check out his podcast. Uh, what's your podcast called, David, on iTunes? Yeah, it's Dentist Freedom Blueprint. Dentist, Dentist Freedom Blueprint. Dentist That's Freedom it. Blueprint. Great. It's on iTunes. Check it out. Also check out, of course, if you're listening to it, you, you already know, but check out the Jerry Jones Radio Show. David, thank you very much, sir. Appreciate your time. And thank you all for tuning in to our podcast today in Dentistry Confidential. We'll catch up to you next time. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of The Jerry Jones Radio Show. 
You can always listen in to the next segment or show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash jerryjones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call, 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show. McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's chicken worth crossing the road for. It's tender, it's juicy, and now it's just $2. That's right. Now you can order six pieces of classic chicken McNuggets made with all white meat for just $2. And if you can't believe this amazing deal, add any size soft drink to your order for just a dollar more. Yep, your meal just got even better. Thanks to McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. A la carte only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's chicken worth crossing the road for. It's tender, it's juicy, and now it's just $2. That's right. Now you can order six pieces of classic chicken McNuggets made with all white meat for just $2. And if you can't believe this amazing deal, add any size soft drink to your order for just a dollar more. Yep, your meal just got even better. Thanks to McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. A la carte only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.